Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce another new Redemption Press author, Carolyn Dale Newell, and her new book, Faith That Walks on Water. So before we jump into that conversation, let me give her a proper introduction. Carolyn Dale Newell calls her blindness a gift from God. As a speaker and author, she enjoys sharing her stories of vulnerability and conquered fears at retreats and conferences where she is accompanied by her beautiful black lab guide dog, Iva. Carolyn has earned a certificate in biblical and theological foundations from the Tony Evans Training Center and is a contributing writer for iBelieve.com, Residing in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, she and her husband, Tim, love reading, eating pizza, and discovering new independence with Iva. Her inspiring books can be found on her website, A Mountain of Faith, at amountainoffaith.com. So let's roll that interview. So Carolyn, it is such a delight to have you here with me today. Welcome to the All Things Podcast. Thank you, Athena. I am so excited to be here. Amen. So before we start talking about your new book, what I would like to do is just have you share a little snippet of behind the scenes on how God does his Romans 828 things in your life, um, just taking hard situations and bringing good out of them. Well, um, back in September 2022, while I'm preparing to market the book, books getting ready to go to publication and all those things, it was uh, September 19th, actually. I was watering my flowers and I had some pain in my back. But before I got to the other end of my patio, I had such a pain shooting through my leg that I actually had to crawl. Mm. That began my battle with sciatica. So of course, like most people, I, I went online, looked it up, you know, tried treating it at home. But um, finally, I had to go to the doctor. So they told me that sciatica is usually is not a problem in itself, but it's usually a symptom of something else. So I had to get x-rays and then an MRI and all the while I'm having more and more pain. And this is nerve pain because sciatica starts, it, it's a nerve, it starts like in your lower back or your hip and it's the biggest nerve in the body. And the pain just shoots. It's like lightning bolts hitting you mm. and they're just mm. like shooting sharp pains. And I mean, every time one would hit, I would scream. And um, so during this time, um, I was not able to even sit in a chair because the pain was in my hips and in my hamstrings. And um, there were times where I could not even eat a meal. 
I didn't, I couldn't even sit long enough to eat a short meal. I'd have to stand at the kitchen counter or something. Or I spent most of that time, which that was October and some of November, in bed laying on one side because that was all I could do. And when I would get up in the mornings, the pain would be so intense that I would just, just cry out, Jesus, help me. This was the most painful thing I have ever been through. And it, it brings you down. Pain affects every part of your life. It affects mm. you spiritually, affects you emotionally and mentally. And so I began to go into a very dark place and feel like, what's the use of trying? Because if I, if I stay in the bed, I know that's not good for me, but I'm not in pain. And I just could not keep battling that pain. And then my husband was trying to take care of me and his mom who passed away during this time. So he's trying to take care of two people and work 40 hours a week. And um, I just saw the stress in him. So it, it took me to a very, very low place. And I was just thinking, you know what, the book is coming out in November. Uh, I, I just can't do anything. I can't do anything to market it. Everything I had planned, speaking engagements, book launch parties, everything had to be canceled because of my health. And um, so in December, I saw a spine surgeon. And of course, the first thing they want to do is give you epidural injections. The first one was great. It really gave me some improvement. The second one, I think, had more of a delayed effect, but um, they still did not actually fix the problem. So I went to church for the first time in three months on Christmas Day, and I felt okay. And I thought, okay, I can actually sit here. I'm, I'm okay. Um, I came back the next week expecting the same thing, and I was in tremendous pain. And um, I told my husband shortly after the pastor started, I said, I need to go home. And he says, wait a minute. So I'm sitting there thinking, I am in pain, and you're telling me to wait a minute? <laughs> mm. So I seen why, and he told me when we came out of church why. He could see, because I'm blind, so he could see the pastor's sermon outline up on the screen and his second point was perseverance mm. and that day I became determined to persevere mm. I, I decided I'm not going to give up and God had had kind of spoke to me in November and told me that if I gave up if I just didn't try then I was not following what the book said, I was not even following what my own words that I had written. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's what the enemy wants. Why exactly. buy a book from someone who, um, so since then I have seen uh, a second spine surgeon and now I am um, supposed to have surgery in late spring because it turned out I had worse problems than they thought, um, but I'm, I'm able to try to have low pain levels now. Surgery is not for about three months, but um, it's a very serious surgery I had. So if I had not had all this pain, they would have not found out 
the problem they need to tend to. So I am thankful for that. And I'm going into this, this surgery, which is going to have a long recovery time and everything. I'm going into that expecting to see God do good things. And um, I'll, I'll have a hospital ministry there for a while. Wow. Well, and just to see that, had that severe pain not occurred and had you not gone through that struggle, they wouldn't have found what they needed to find. And wow. Okay. We're going to jump into your new book, Faith That Walks on Water. And, um, you know, experts have written thousands of books about emotions, but what inspired you to write this one and how is it different from all the others? Well, I was inspired to write it because I have had that struggle uh, with emotions, being in emotional bondage, especially with fear and also depression. So I, um, I started using the word of God to help me and knowing that the enemy tells us lies like, Right now, something the enemy will come tell me is he'll put that thought, you're going to be in a lot of pain when you have the surgery. It's going to mm. be unbearable. It's going to be like before. And so then I'll pull out a verse like Isaiah 41.10, you know, fear not, you know, for I am with you. Um, I am I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. Um mm. And I will just, you know, shut the enemy down with scripture. Uh, that is one of the strategies that I use in that book. Um, so I'm, I'm actually going back to my own book to, to live through this. Mm. So, so tell us what is emotional bondage and how would someone know if they need a book like yours? So emotional bondage is when one of your emotions, such as fear or worry or discouragement, rejection, shame, one of those emotions is controlling your life. You're not controlling it. The, you are just consumed with the fear, consumed mm -hmm. with the worry. And I'll take worry, for example. Worry controls you. But now when you're concerned about something, you're controlling it. There's a difference there. Worry has itself all over you. Fear or worry will also stop you from doing something. Um, something that maybe God has called you to do or, you know, something you want to do, but, you know, you're just afraid to do it. You're afraid of being rejected. It may be. So it's when these, these emotions take over your life and when they bring you down and it's almost like they imprison you. And that is what emotional bondage is. Most all of us as, as Christian women and probably men too, deal with some of this almost all the time. You're never done with it. And that's why I'd like to think that this book when you go through, it's a devotional journal and you write down, okay, I'm using this verse and this verse for this strategy today. And then you put it in your nightstand and then you come back a week later saying, oh gosh, this happened today and I am so worried. Let me turn to that section. 
Mm. And you get it back out and you do it again. Because we're never free of it, but we can break free. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And Satan will keep coming back. He will always tempt us to go back and not believe what we've, what God has already shown us. And that's where we use the word as that sword against him. Yes. So, so how did you decide which emotions to cover in the book? Um, Were you inspired by your own emotional experiences or those that others had um, told you about? Uh, Definitely my own, but I actually took a poll on Facebook. So that's where I got the rest of them from. I think it's about 15 emotions that I cover in there. And um, I was glad I I asked some people on Facebook because they came up with ones that I would not have considered. Exactly. That's so good because, you know, we're all different. And there are some of us who are prone more to, you know, fretting and worry and all of that fear. And then there are others that are prone more to just be angry or our feelings hurt or offended or resentful or bitter, you know, so it's, it's, that was a great idea for you to get a little more uh, backstory from other people on emotions that would help you tell the bigger story. Yes. So did writing the book offer an outlet or a personal therapy for you? Well, it, it gives me the resource itself for me to even go back to my own words and say, okay, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Let me go back and see what I said about it. Just like or any reader would say, okay, this is my struggle. I'll go back because Athena, we can't remember everything we learn, especially about the Bible. I mean, we just can't. Um, And especially when you get my age, 60, you you do good to remember a couple Bible verses, but, you know, you can't memorize all of them. Um, But other than that, uh, no, I was I was well past when I was writing it. I was well past uh, being in that prison myself. So I knew the freedom it could offer. And that is why I wanted to share it with others. Great. So you write very candidly of your experiences as a visually impaired woman. Is the book aimed at the visual impairment community or who, who else would benefit from the book? Anyone who has a struggle with emotional bondage is going to benefit from the book. It doesn't matter if you're sighted or not. For me, most of my, a lot of my fears and things like that come from being visually impaired. So for example, rejection, that, that went back to when I was a child in school and nobody wanted to play with me and people wanted to bully me. And then in my adult life that carried through to, um, to thinking, okay, they don't like me. It's because I'm blind. You know, they don't want to hang out with the blind woman. And that may not be the case, but I was able to use things like that 
to draw on my experiences to write about the feeling of rejection. Perfect. Well, and you know, some of the struggles and with emotions that you go through are no different than someone who has their sight. So it's, you know, uh, emotions are no respecters of persons. <laughs> They're going to, we're going to struggle with those emotions, whether we can see or not see. So for anyone who is feeling defeated by the enemy, whether it be through health struggles or another form of spiritual attack, what is your primary piece of advice for them? Okay, that is something I share in the book, and I call it the three R's. And that is reveal the lie. What is making you afraid? Again, I'm going to use my own example. That thought of being in severe pain after the surgery. Okay, that is, that is a fact. That is true. I will have that pain. However, I need to remove the lie that I can't handle it and replace it with the truth like that verse, you know, I, I was uh, discussing earlier, um, Isaiah 41, 10, fear not for I am with you. And then when I repeat that verse to myself, it strengthens me. It, it helps me know that God is going to be with me. Yes, it will be painful. That is a fact. But the enemy putting it in my mind constantly, he, he is poking at things and trying to slant the truth into a lie. Like your God is not going to be there to help you. You're going to be, you know, unable to do things. And, and so I just go get one of those verses about fear. I hear there's about 365 of them in the Bible. And I just throw that back. So it's reveal the lie, remove the lie and replace it with the truth. That is the three R's. And that is powerful to do that to because if we figure out exactly what scripture can undo that lie from the enemy and hold that in our heart and in our mind, it's powerful. The word is powerful. Yes. I love that. Think about a woman who maybe feels like God doesn't love her. And she can, that's a lie, you know, and she can get scripture. And believe, and believe the truth that God does love her. Amen. Amen. The, the power of the word is um, just, you, you can't minimize that at all. It is powerful and it's, but, it, but we have to get the right scripture that's in context and is going to relate to that exact emotion that we're struggling with. So my friend, thank yes. you so much for being with us on the podcast today. If we have someone listening today that would like to find you online and connect with you, what's the best place for them to find you? They can find me at a mountainoffaith.com and they can uh, find where I'm at all over the place from there. My YouTube channel, uh, my Facebook women's ministry group and everything they can get to from a mountainoffaith.com. Perfect. Well, my friend, God bless your ministry. And thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Thank you, Athena. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. 
If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.